Movies and booze. I'm Moncrief on News Talk. Uh, right, so as I say, Brian, Mick, and Fanula are with us. Brian, uh, would it be fair to say we've won good film and one rubbish film? No. I think it would be fair to say that we have one great film and one uh, film. Yeah. Yeah. That's The Whale. Yes. Yeah. Is the uh film. Is the uh. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I saw yesterday in the area, he gave it one star and said it was dreadful. Donald yeah. Trump. That yeah. well, Donald, yeah, wouldn't be as merciful as I am, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, what I would say about it is, and we'll obviously get into this in more detail later, is Brendan Fraser is brilliant in it. He's been nominated for an Oscar. I wouldn't say he's going to win that Oscar for Best Actor, um, but the film around him is absolutely terrible and absolutely horrid and, and just really, really like cruel and mean-spirited and terrible and just, uh, but he's brilliant, isn't it? It's the strangest thing because everyone is saying like, oh, you know, Brendan Fraser is phenomenal. It's absolutely incredible. It's been nominated for nothing else except Brendan Fraser's performance. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a hard... It's just, yeah, it's, I'm not looking forward to having to yeah. talk about it. But Puss in Boots was good. Puss in Boots is what Puss in Boots is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's Puss fantastic. Come on, like, and Antonio Banderas, like, that is just the role that man was born to play, yeah. is a swashbuckling <laughs> cat. Yes. You know what I mean? Is. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, that's just, send everybody home. We don't need anybody else. It's Antonio Banderas playing the swashbuckling cat. Like, right there, that's going to win. But the cast in this is brilliant. Like, you have Florence Pugh, you have Olivia Colman, Ray Winstone playing Papa Bear from The Three Bears and he plays it like a London gangster. <laughs> Terrific. John Mulaney playing Jack Horner. Um, what else? Uh, Salma Hayek Pinault. See how I put the yeah. Pinault in there? Yeah. She plays Kitty Softpaws. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a great cast. Loaded cast. And okay. hilarious. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Now, Andrea Riseborough was nominated for an Oscar, Fanula, and, and why is everybody going, no? So she's up in the best uh, leading woman category for yeah. a movie called To Leslie. I don't know if anyone in this room has seen it. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have because it was released in about four cinemas and it made like $27,000 altogether. It follows this story of this woman who, or like after she wins the lottery and she's like struggling with alcohol and she kind of squandered the money and by all accounts was a good performance, but her nomination in the category kind of came out of nowhere and some people feel it took the place that might have been for Viola Davis, for The Woman King, uh, and there was a lot of conversation around it that it just kind of seemed like it was out of nowhere. Um it seemed like she had a lot of celeb friends like kind of talking about it in the run up to it. Um, so you'd everyone even, like Kate Blanchard is obviously up herself as well for Tar, and in a separate awards speech, she kind of highlighted uh, Andrea's performance and said it was amazing, but you'd other people like Edward Norton, Charlie Theron, Jennifer Aniston, like organizing these screenings and like- Yeah, but they all do that. They all do it, yeah, yeah. But there seems to have been particular questions around her nomination. So the Academy ended up reviewing it, I suppose just because it did come so out of nowhere. Um, they've reviewed it so far and they've said it's fine because they were talk of whether they'd rescind the nomination and stuff, whatever. Oh, God. Um, but they've basically said now that they're going to have to look at the framework they have themselves because around campaigning, because it's not clear, like, because we've talked about this before, like when, and a separate award ceremony, but Adam Sandler being up for the SAG, he didn't end up getting a, an Oscar nomination for that. It was Netflix Hustle. Um, he was, th that's the game you play, like, you show up everywhere, you do the interviews, mm. etc., etc. But, um, yeah, so apparently it was this, Michael Morris is a director and his wife were basically contacting celebrity friends to get them to talk about the movie as much as possible, but again, I don't know, was it just that they were, like, caught, per se? Like, everyone 
does it. So, and it yeah. would have looked terrible, I think, if they'd rescinded the nomination when you've like Will Smith being like, I have an Oscar after going douche to someone, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so. True for you. Right, so, mate, tell us about the first uh, wine today. So the first wine is from the Tau region in the south of France. So this is kind of west of Montpellier. Um, this region is famous for its very, very scenic beauty. It's um, just inland from a, a set of lagoons where you have all the oyster beds. So this is this is a Picpoul. Um, Picpoul de Pinay is the very famous wine from that region. This one is a Picpoul from the region called Tau. Tau is a slightly broader region around Pinay and it allows a bit of the grape variety Terre to be in, um, involved in this wine, or Terret. And it, it, it gives a little bit of um, rusticity, a bit of texture to the blend here. Should call out these wines are provided by M&S and they've just stuck them on the enomatic mach machine in Liffey Valley, um, which is a pretty cool tasting machine in their Liffey Valley store. So people can go along and, and taste these wines in that store if they wanted to. Um, in terms of the, the style of this wine, super crisp, refreshing, vibrant. This is for lovers of Sauvignon Blanc, Albarino, all of those kind of styles. And it's an absolute bargain. So worth, worth checking out. Do, do you like, enjoy? It gets a firm thumbs up from the crowd as well, which is always good. I think they've necked back the first one already. They're yeah. on the red one now. Yeah, which which wine are we on? Wine yeah, number three or wine number they four? They can't remember. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, Brian's drinking water. That's such a shame. Yeah, well, I don't drink full stop. Like, ah, so. well, well, it's happened. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we, they did it once. What, Brian, one sip and he's on a rant. It's yeah. great stuff. <laughs> yeah, one time and then it was never again. So, yeah. Uh, right, so... My, there's going to be a Michael Jackson biopic and Kel Surprise, his, his nephew, gets the job. Uh, yeah, this I'm is another Andrea Riseborough job. I'm That's obsessed with this. So, yeah, Jafar Jackson is portraying his uncle uh, in this upcoming biopic from Lionsgate, uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua. But the thing about this is they went on a two-year search to cast <laughs> Michael Jackson. And then afterwards they were like, do you know what, Jermaine's young fella, he'll do. <laughs> like it was just, uh, his estate is very involved with it. Um, not sure when we'll get this. Uh, Graham King is producing, he's worked on Bohemian Rhapsody before. Um, yeah, so we should get this over the next few years. This is uh, but, terrible. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm not, what, sorry, Michael Jackson's estate are involved in they, this. Yeah, so you'd wonder. What won't be mentioned in exactly, the course of this movie. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Would that even get a distribution deal? If, yeah. they, if they come up with this hagiography and a, essentially a whitewash about his life, then... Yeah. I mean, okay. 100%. Like, look, it's straight out of Compton. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, I mean, you know, Dr. Trey allegedly threw a woman down a flight of stairs, a journalist down a flight of stairs, and, like, wrote terrible songs about all kinds of stuff, and, like, that went to the Oscars. Like, so, yeah, like, of course they're going to do it, like. There's yeah. an audience still there. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, there is There is 100% an audience for a Michael Jackson biopic. That is absolutely going to be made. It'll probably make tons of money, and it'll be terrible. Right. Will it win any awards? Probably. Gosh. Do you reckon? The, the like, Michael I mean, Jackson I mean, I mean, charity <laughs> award. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, as in, like, it'll win, like, it'll probably get nominated. Oh, I don't know if it'll win, but it'll definitely get nominated for, like, Golden Globes. Yeah. Like, that. like, it will. Of course it will. Gosh, that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Friday! Cool. <laughs> but that means like any old garbage then can win a, 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 an award, basically. Have you not been watching <laughs> awards? Like, yeah. look, maybe it's just I'm like a hardened veteran of like awards season. Any kind of garbage. Like, there's a, there is a formula to an awards season film and like people just play it to the bone. So like, it's just, yeah. And it's the exact same, like 10, like, 
you know, you were talking earlier about like why wasn't the Woman King nominated? Why wasn't uh, Till nominated? That was this uh, film about um, Emmett Till. Yeah. And you know that was pushed. Like they say that that was pushed out in favor of Two Leslie. But like the reality of it is, is that. You know, the the whole reason why people were giving out about Two Le- uh, Andrea Riseborough getting nominated was because the studio that produced Two Leslie basically completely dropped the ball and didn't do any kind of awards campaign. So it was literally the director and all their mates ringing around saying, self-funded. here. Self-funded. Not even self-funded. It was just literally like the old boys network, if you like, calling around and saying, hey, do it. Woman King had like a huge studio behind it. So did Till. They had like universal and focus features. They had the money. They had all the... Um, the, the, the resources, if you like, mm. and they didn't get nominated. So, like, it's not a case of, like, one in front of the other. I think it's just a case of two Leslie was just more effective, you know? It's just plugging, yeah. Yeah, plugging that was the thing, Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get Brian to take a drink or two during the commercial. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let you Then know, you'll I'll really hear what he Sorry, thinks. Yeah, uh, back in a couple of minutes. There's more DC stuff coming. Yeah, God forbid. Um, the Your face was hilarious, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they don't stop coming. Uh, yeah, James Gunn and Peter Safran kind of unveiled their plan to make the the DC universe, the DCU, if you will. Um, so it's going to kick off. And so sorry, the Flash movie this year with Ezra Miller that we've talked about a bit over the last couple of weeks that kind of resets the universe in their mind. Um, so then, like the first phase or like chapter one is. Gods and Monsters, so they're all premiering between 2025 and 2027. Um, so there's five new films there. There's Superman Legacy, which is written by Gunn. Henry Cavill, not involved. We don't know who Superman is at this okay. point. We've got a Batman and Robin movie, but Robert Pattinson isn't in this one. It's like separate to that, so it's going to be a different Batman. Ben Affleck might be directing. Apparently he's mad to direct something. Um, okay. He's not fully attached yet. Um, and then in terms of other confirmed things, we have a live-action Peacemaker spin-off with Viola Davis, we mentioned, called Waller. So that's coming. Um, yeah, lots to... Like, we're, it's never going to end. Uh, but are they just trying to save it from being absolute crap that it is right now? Because most of it hasn't done that well. Really. No, but even they said... So obviously there was like that Batgirl movie as well that was supposed to come out that was like pretty much finished and then they scrapped it that Brendan Fraser is in. They kind of came out and said that they... Or it was Peter Safran came out and said that it was a good call that that didn't come out because that would have... He, he called it unreleasable, which is pretty damning. Ooh, and wow. he said it would have actually harmed the DCU. But yeah, like there's a lot of... There's a lot of damage control here now going on, like, and even just trying to get any kind of amount of excitement around this. I'm just like, I do not care one bit about this, to be okay, honest. That's why you told us about it. <laughs> um, so, what's the deal with Netflix now? Uh, no more password sharing, unfortunately. Well, at all? Nope. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They've been. It's been yeah. coming. They've been, Boo, they, you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You stick it to the man. Listening. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Um, they've been talking about this for ages, though, but mm. they're actually just kind of rolling out the crackdown now. So basically, this is kind of complicated. So bear with me. You're if you're in a house with someone, you'll still be able to like share the password and stuff. But how they'll be able to track it is like your location and kind of your IP address. So if you're like kind of clearly not in the same household or something they'll be able to kind of check that and probably log you out so you'll have to kind of keep right if you're like robbing your ex's password at the minute you're gonna have to like maybe do a loop of the house once a month or something and <laughs> not be seen to do that ah, you'd be doing that anyway yeah. <laughs> just frantically trying yeah. to log in uh, but yeah so it's like you'll only have one device I think and it's it, yeah it's people are not happy because even a couple of years ago you know like they have their 
corporate Twitter and it's like love is sharing a password and people are quote tweeting it just being like you're a liar why would you do that to us but yeah no more sharing Netflix unfortunately uh, but they all have to be in the same house but say like there are seven people in the same house can they all use the Netflix the yeah they'll Netflix be able account. to check you'll have it so say it's like okay say you have an account and you have like different profiles under your account for like Caroline or whoever else is wanting to watch things yeah they, because you're all in the one house like that will be fine and they'll be like cool that's fine but if I don't know how it's going to work if you're like traveling or anything say yeah, and you're like yeah. you know you're in a hotel that's not in the county or whatever and you're watching something it's, I don't know how it's actually going to work I feel like it's going to be messy what they do is they log you out they tell you to log out they remotely log you out because it's because I was travelling for the whole month of January and what happened was I tried to log in in another he said we will rem- we will now log you out of Ireland and you will be logged into Argentina or Chile or wherever you were and that's how they do it so like but for here in Ireland, like like my brother, for example, Andrew, if you're listening, you're going to have to go get a Netflix account now. <laughs> he lives in Maynooth and I live in town and he just, like, we shared it. Like, it's, I'm paying for it, obviously. But, yeah. like, um, Quite but he obviously. He's, well, he, like, he's a musician. Like, oh, he's a, he's a yeah, musician. Sorry. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. But anyways, sorry, Mundy. You actually yes. played with him before, Mundy. Yeah. He's not here. But yeah. anyways. But yeah, so he'll have, uh, like, if it's, we're not in the same IP, we're not in the same building or whatever, we're not in the same whatever. So he's going to get logged out of it now and then I'll get to keep it so oh god yeah you better do a few more gigs then <laughs> yeah yeah you'll have, have to yeah like that's gonna pay for us <laughs> it's, it's, but it's like it's gas it's like what is it like 11 euro it's like 12 euro a month now or something or 14 euro a month no the basic one is like nine so, nine euro sorry yeah and then if you want it to be like ultra hd it's like looking with your eyes but you are looking with your eyes it's like 12 euro or something yeah so. Yeah, but why would you and want the Ultra HD? What and like your TV has and to actually have like 4K and all the rest. That's what yeah. people forget. Like you have to pay for, you pay for the 14 euro or whatever it is, and then you have to have a TV that's actually worth watching it in 4K on. Well, what are you seeing? You're seeing the spots on people's You're faces. Not, Who wants to see that? Yeah, like it's it's no, but honestly, like I mean, it's it's not it doesn't it doesn't make but like Netflix makes terrible films. It doesn't make them any better seeing them in 4K. Like do you <laughs> no, know what I mean? like, no. Let's be honest here. Like you, you know, know, it makes them better as a second glass of wine. <laughs> uh, mate. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and a third, and a fourth. <laughs> the, the, the Netflix are thankfully keeping wine merchants like me in business. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, folks, that's I, I now have props. That's the first one that you tasted, the Jolivet, the Picpoule. We're now on to well, you probably finished this one already. You pack a pack of lushes. This is a uh, Tenuta de Burkino. This is from Tuscany, so it's an Italian one. Um, if if you're into Italian wine, I've just had a great lunch in Rinuccini in town. God Almighty! That's a brilliant. lovely restaurant. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant restaurant. Yeah. yeah, and I did have one glass of wine, and it was very, very good. Very, very good. This one's from Tuscany. Um, Tuscany always in my head it's like it's a badly formed square and you've got Pisa in one corner you've got Florence in another then Siena and then Grosseto this where this winery is based is up near Pisa so you could probably get on a Ryanair and go visit them if you fancied it Um, this is made from 100% Sangiovese is the grape a grape that works really, really well with food, particularly with Italian-style food. Um, so anything tomato-based works really, really well with Sangiovese. So this is one of those when you know you get home and you're like, oh crap, I didn't do any shopping. What are we having tonight? Pasta. There you go. So one, one of these. Wine. Um, yeah, you're, we're just having wine. wine. I remember wine, wine is our dad. <laughs> 
we're having wine. That's it. Um, the pasta is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pasta is just to facilitate the yeah, wine. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And the Netflix. Yeah, clearly. yeah there you of go. Yeah. A glugger you called it before. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. That's very nice. I must say that's... This, uh, this, is, this is lovely wine. This is uh, made using a technique called repasso that many of you be familiar with. Um, in Veneto, they call it a passamento. It, it's, they basically dry the grapes a little bit to concentrate the flavors, and you just get a little bit more oomph in the wine. The wine's a little bit fuller bodied than it would be without, but, but very, very good. Yeah, excellent wine. Before we go to the break though, I do want to talk about uh, The Last of Us. Have you seen The Last? Are you watching The Last of Us? No, thankfully. Uh, no, actually, it's not what you think it is. Oh, sorry. I know what this is about. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. the zombie thing. But, uh, yeah. but, but the, uh, Linda Ronstadt oh. had this oh. kind of... Oh, my God. Yeah. No spoilers if anyone hasn't watched it, yeah. but just watch it. So episode three, there's kind of... There's this relationship that's examined and there's a Linda Ronstadt song used uh, to go to effect during it. And like it's kind of having this running up that hill moment. The song is long, long time. But they say, Spotify released the data like between like the hour that it was on, streams of it increased 4,900%, wow. which is yeah. just nuts. But the thing is, she was aware of like the sync and how it was going to be used, but she actually won't get any money from it. It's the songwriter, Gary White. Um, but she told Billboard, she's like, I'm grand with it, it's fine. Um, but she'd actually sold off all the rights to her her well, she did a lot of covers in her career anyway. Yeah. She didn't write that many songs, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So and she's is in touring as well because she has been well, but like she's aware of it and it like loves it, but it's also like it's grand that I don't make any money off it because it's just such a nice moment. Just please go watch The Last of Us. Oh. It's yeah. so good. That's so like good. the best that will be the best episode of TV you'll see this year. Yeah. Guaranteed. It's and that's episode good. four is even better. But I mean, you've probably seen I've them. seen them all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. So well thanks. I've uh, ruined the rest Rub of it, it for me now. I was traveling all of January. I've seen all I of the I've got a tan. Yeah. No, but like, yeah, no, that third, the third episode, it's incredible. And like, what's so brilliant about it is, is that it's completely self contained. Mm. It's just literally like one little storyline, but set over 20 years. Yeah. Doesn't connect with the rest of the series. Well, you could, vaguely it well, does. Vaguely, but yeah. like, I mean, you could nearly just watch this on yeah. its own yeah. and appreciate it. And like, yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. God, I, was, I was like bawling my eyes out watching it. Bawling my, like, just like, <laughs> like ugly crying yeah. in a hotel room. And my wife was like, do you watch it again? It's, it's, and they loved each other, and it was 20 years, and like, he didn't want to live without it. And it was just, yeah, I just. And like, like okay, time for the walking tour. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess we'll go to the pool now. And it was just like, like, red in, the, and like, like in a pool, just like. <laughs> Just, I love you so much, but yeah, it was amazing. And yeah. I like this because everyone she didn't else just was, leave you in the room by yourself for a while. Yeah, really. this was no. She yeah no like yeah. She went for a walk around the city. Went went with a walk around the city, and I was like in watching it on my own, and it was just yeah. And like this is because like everyone else has like been talking about it. Saying, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. I had I knew nothing going in. I just yeah. got it full. Mm. Yeah. Linda Rodstad covered Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. Yeah. Um, which is Roy Orbison's song. Mm -hmm. But it was it, because it was like there was a decade or two between the two releases, she became very well known for that and it was a huge hit for her. But at the time... Poor old uh, Roy was... Uh, well, Roy, well, Roy is still kind of uh, an established artist in his own right, etc. But baseball commentators... They blew by you. They yeah. blew by you. And yeah. they, they, then they used to say, that's a Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> uh, poor old Roy Orbison's going, hey. <laughs> I'm right here. Uh, yeah. Which uh, movie would I like talk about first? Let's talk about Puss in Boots, The oh, Last Wish. Okay, Puss in Boots coming up after this.
You are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Uh, what you didn't hear there was a, a, a clip from Puss in Boots. Uh, it went kind of wonky there for some particular reason. Anyway, um, Brian, yeah. tell us how brilliant it is. This is fantastic. I absolutely love this. So uh, this is set in the Shrekiverse, um, which, as you know, well, I mean, I'm, that's the, cur- the, time, the, the, the term I've coined. Right. But yeah, you'll remember there was Shrek, Shrek and Shrek 2 and Shrek the 3rd and Shrek Forever After. Um, Puss is voiced by Antonio Banderas. He is the swashbuckling hero. Um, in this, what's going on is, is uh, Puss has basically used up all his nine lives. He's only got one uh, life left. And they like do this big montage of how he lost all his lives. Like one of it is from like eating shrimp, and his face just swells up. <laughs> and then another one is where like he thinks he's going to start like weightlifting, and like he you know, drops on top yeah. of him, and just yeah. And then there's another one where he dies in um, on a Paddy's Day uh, drinking binge, which is hilarious. Yeah, he's wearing a little green hat and everything. It's hilarious. So uh, yeah, so he's basically on his last life. And he's been uh, chased by who we saw in that little clip there, um, Death, um, who's voiced by Wagner Mora, who people will know from Narcos. He was Pablo Escobar in, uh, in Narcos. Brilliant actor, brilliant, brilliant actor. Um, so yeah, so he finds out that there's this uh, fallen star in a magical forest and that if he finds his magical star, he'll get the last wish from this star and he's going to go there and basically ask for his nine lives back. But also looking for this magical star is Goldilocks and the Three Bears, voiced by, wait for this now, Florence Pugh is Goldilocks, Olivia Colman is Mama Bear, Ray Winstone is Papa Bear, and Samson Coyo, who you'll know from, I think he's in Top Boy as well, he plays um, Baby Bear. And they're a crime family, because of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are, yeah. And then also looking for the magic star is Big Jack Horner, who's played by uh, comedian John Mulaney. And you, then you've also got Kitty Softpaws, played by Salma Hayek Pinault, and this uh, therapy dog, who is just like this little runt of a dog, played by Harry Goulian. So they're all setting off on a magical adventure to find the magical wish. And like the thing about Trek is, is that it is so funny and so smart as well. It's smart without being smug because like you go back and watch the first Shrek, for example. Like Lord Farquaad is actually a joke name of Lord mm, what? Yeah, which is just brilliant. <laughs> and like you've got like John Lithgow completely hamming it up, and like he was based on Michael Eisner, who was the CEO of Disney and all the rest of it. And in this as well. You know, like, Antonio Banderas is playing with the fact that, you know, he's played Zorro for so long and he's just completely associated with it. And it's almost like his personality is wrapped up in the cat as well and trying to disassemble the two and the idea of, like, dealing with ageing and dealing with, like, have you squandered your life thinking that you're going to live forever and everything. So, like, there's big themes in this, but... I mean, kids can watch this and laugh their asses off at it and adults can watch this and just get all the, like, the sly humour in it. It's so, so good. Yeah, is there, uh, it, well, not to give away the end, is mm. there going to be another one, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they do kind of, like, it ends with them kind of being tied into Shrek or whatever. But it's interesting because, like, the first Puss in Boots was, like, about eight or ten years ago, and then... Wow, this, was it that long? It, but that's right. it, and that's the thing. Like, it's, like, the first Puss in Boots did very, very well, and then this is doing, like, it's getting great reviews and all the rest of it, and it's, it actually outperformed, I think, Avatar on its first weekend, which hmm. was a lot, yeah. Now, obviously, Avatar is caught up and all the yeah. rest of it's over two billion or whatever, but... You know, I hope it's not going to be another 10 years before we see another Puss in Boots because it's very, very good. Yeah, the, the interesting thing actually about the Shrekiverse, as you put it, is that mm-hmm. there's so many characters there that you could have spin-off movies for. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think the thing of it as well is, is that, like, you know, it's not like the DC Universe where it's just the same thing over and over again, over and over again. Like, they actually, when they do take, like, 
you know, Pinocchio or when they do take the gingerbread man, they're really kind of taking the mick out of it. They really are mm. doing it a very, very funny way. Like, you know, like even the way that they play the gingerbread man. You're terrible. Oh, my gumdrop buttons. Uh, yeah, you know, like stuff like that. Like, or like Prince Charming is voiced by Rupert Everett and he's just a mammy's boy. And, you know, like all stuff like that. Like, it's so funny. Like, it's so smart. Like, yeah. yeah. What's the deal with Selma Hayek as another name? Did she get married or something? She got married to some uh, French billionaire who owns like um, everything. But he owns like... <laughs> He owns a lot of fashion brands. I think he owns like Chanel. Oh yeah, that was it. He owns Gucci. Yeah, that's right. Wow, he owns okay. Gucci. And then she was in House of Gucci. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's able to focus on projects she really believes in, like yeah. <laughs> it's the last wish. Free handbags for life. Yeah. yeah. And Magic Mike, that's out next week. Yeah, she's in that as well. So she's having a great time. Fair play to her. Okay. Nice for her. Eddie Murphy has said he'd be up for doing the donkey again this week. Yeah. So all right, good. Yeah. And I would yeah, love to see him yeah. do the donkey again. Yeah. Because he's so good at it. Actually, when I Read out that I read out that press release about Bundy and the importance of the, the, the order of words. It happens every now and again. Well, it doesn't happen every now and again. It happens every feckin' day we're on air. <laughs> that somebody sends in a text and goes, I'll get him to read this out. And then, <laughs> uh, a popular one during Movies and Booze is a cider made by Cummins. That one's sent in pretty much every week. Good. Invert the words and you'll get what they're trying to get me to say. Hey. So, yeah. I just got a delayed reaction Sorry. there. Uh, I, so with that in mind, I spent the summer of 1997 working in a vineyard on the French-Italian border, but they can never find their wine in Ireland. It's called Chateau Mi Panty. Has Mick seen it anyway? I don't know what you're laughing at. It's a real estate. It's, it's, yeah. it's located yeah. Are there earthy tones? Or yeah. Oh, tones. very earthy uh. tones, yes. <laughs> Notes of linen uh, as well. Uh, is James Coogan in the audience? Movies and booze on Moncrief on News Talk.